Um, hello. Hello, gamers. <laughs> Hi, gamers. This is our uh, gaming podcast. All right. I wish you would have um, consulted me um, before we yeah. took this turn um, in our trajectory. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> well, I just, I know that you're a really big gamer. Yeah. So. Yeah. I love the video games. Um, I think the last video game I played was... Ace Attorney. <laughs> Ace Attorney, I mean, if you have to choose one video game, personally, my hot take. Actually, no. Is it should be Ace Attorney. That is a oh. lie. I have more recently played some Animal Crossing New Leaf. Oh, not the most recent Animal Crossing. <laughs> no, no, of course not. I don't have a Switch. All I have is a 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got Animal Crossing New Leaf on it. It does. Um, well, since <laughs> neither of us have many uh, takes about video games, I guess we can talk about comics instead. Yeah, that's that's probably a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's probably a good idea. Uh, today, I wanted to talk about um, someone who we have not discussed on this podcast yet obviously um but had a very exciting announcement uh about them come out recently that we mentioned briefly uh and that is connor hawk uh welcome to the club the connor <laughs> welcome to the team my man um Connor Hawk, uh, son of Green Arrow, who is going to get a featured story in the upcoming DC Pride anthology in which he will officially uh, be confirmed as asexual, uh, something that a lot of people have kind of headcanoned about him for years, um, which is always very cool to see. It was It was fun to see with Tim. Um, and it's great to see now. I love when people were right. <laughs> this is what happened with Richter and Shatterstar. It will continue to happen. I honestly, dream your dreams. T say, insist very loudly that certain comic book characters are queer, and maybe eventually you'll be right. Yeah. It, it's, it's a perfect formula. Has never failed. Dick Grayson is once. by. Yes, we've said it so many times. It was on that cover. It said Nightwing Pie. Um, and it's true. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, so our, um, our friend Connor was introduced in 1994. Um, oh my God. and this was in the immediate aftermath of Zero Hour, which was uh, an event focusing on the uh, recently evil <laughs> Hal Jordan, um, who had, like, been possessed, sort of, by a being called Parallax. Um, a city got- his city got destroyed, he was extremely upset, he- tried to rewrite reality comics. <laughs> um, and uh, the 
you know, Justice League had to stop him. Um, because there was, like, reality bending stuff going on, there were some kind of, like, I think relatively minor, like, continuity rewrites, like, not, like, Crisis on Infinite Earths level, but some, like, oh, we introduced a villain who can, you know, uh, <laughs> shake up reality a little bit. We can use this to maybe kind of slip in some things we wanted to change. Um, and, uh, this arc ended with, uh, Oliver Queen, the Green Arrow, uh, shooting Hal and seemingly killing him, uh, which, you know, he was very upset about, um, Ollie was, cause, you know, it had to be done, but also, uh, Ollie and Hal have always been very good friends. They had, like, in the, like... 70s they had like a long running like kind of dual feature like green arrow green lantern uh so, book so so you're telling me it wasn't like a um ides of march caesar style a2 brute everybody gets to stab hal and then all you shut everybody stabs hal once everybody murders on the orient expresses hal <laughs> <laughs> and Hal just turns to Ollie like, A2, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god. The whole uh, Justice League is like, this is our problem. We can't put this on any one person. We all gotta stab Hal once. We all gotta stab Hal once, and then we can all bear the burden of stabbing now. <laughs> Frankly, I mean, I think it would have the opposite effect because I feel like a lot of members of the Justice League have at some point wanted to stab Hal like a little bit. <laughs> it, it, is, it is both um, sharing the burden and sharing the joy. <laughs> uh, rip. Rip to Hal Jordan. And then Guy, shows, back, up, guy shows up five minutes late like, did I miss it? No! <laughs> Bring it back! <laughs> um, but so these are the circumstances in which uh, Connor is introduced. Uh, because in the aftermath um, of Hal's death, Ollie goes to a monastery where he'd, like, spent some time before, you know, to do some, uh, some soul-searching. He went there after he, like, accidentally, like, killed, like, a criminal he was trying to stop. Uh, and he, like, he ends up, he, uh, <laughs> Dinah breaks up with him. He's really, he's struggling a lot, so he, uh, kind of, you know drops his, like, Green Arrow identity, shaves his beard, and goes to spend some time at this monastery. At this monastery uh, is a young man named Connor Hawk, who, unbeknownst to Ollie, uh, is Ollie's son. Um, his mother is uh, a woman named... Sandra Hawk, um, who at the time Ollie met her, um, like, you know, 20 years prior was like, uh, 
a hippie and was going by Moon Day, which was like a, I think like kind of a, a romanization of her like Korean middle name. Um, so she, Sandra, um, was the daughter of a Korean uh, mother and a uh, black father, which is relevant specifically because it means that uh, Connor, her son, uh, is obviously not white. Um, he's mixed race. Uh, and initially is portrayed as such. I hate how you said initially. Initially. It really, it really brings my expectations down for the next thing you're about to say. Yeah. As time went on, as happens so often in comics, he was drawn, like, whiter and whiter to the point where I think, like, the first comics I ever saw him in, he just looked like a, a white, <laughs> a white boy. Um, let, which, can, can we call this the Roberto effect after? Yeah, exactly. He's, he's Roberto the Roberto come. effect. Um, and, you know, obviously you can be many different uh, types of mixed race and be white passing, but that isn't how he was initially designed. Yeah, it's, um, it's rough when, um, like if it's, if it's just like a one-off character where it's like, ah, yes, this character you know, looks white. Sure, fine, yeah. that's how they look. When it's happening to a lot of characters where they're just becoming more and more white passing, it's like, hey, hey, no, you back that shit back up. Yep, yep. Um, you, you knock that out. You you cut that out right now, my friend. Um, In the, he got a solo series in the mid-2000s where they, uh, sort, like, somewhat kind of restored his initial appearance, and now, uh, he's shown up recently in, uh, Robin, and in the designs that have been released for, uh, his DC Pride story, he, like, very clearly does not look white. So, you know... The good pedal we're, it back. We're getting there. Get put it. Get put it back. back. You put that Give big thing it. back where it came from. Or so help me. Yeah, I think. I mean, thankfully, um, not that it should ever have been okay. Obviously, but I think we are in an era in comics where that shit flies uh, much less than it did previously. Um, I think. Both due to, you know, shifting, like, views of people making comics and also of, like, people who read comics. So, like, sl slowly, slowly but surely. Um, adding to this confusion, um, Sandra is, uh, established as, like, Connor's mother in the series where he is initially introduced. There's no real confusion about this, as far as I can tell. Like, he grew up with her. She gave birth to him. He knows that she's his mom. Like, he interacts with her over the course of his series. Um, at some point, 
I think this was more just like a point of genuine confusion rather than an attempted retcon. Um, there have been a few times where instead it was stated that his mother was a, um, a woman named Shadow, uh, spelled with no W, S-H-A-D-O, um, who is, like, also a very accomplished archer, but, uh, more of an assassin who is sort of, like, you know, an on-and-off, like, romantic history with Ollie in a, like, sort of, like, Speedy and Cheshire, like, that, you know, that kind of tumultuous way. Um, Proposal. And... Yeah. <laughs> Proposal. Maybe Connor has yeah. two moms. Maybe Connor could have two moms. There's no law saying he can't have two moms. Um, and, uh, she did have a, uh, son with Ollie, um, but that was revealed, like, after Connor was introduced, and also, like, he was, he was a baby, so... <laughs> um obviously much younger than connor um but i think i think there may have been like a couple of writers who just like remembered like woman who has a son with ollie and was like oh that must be connor's mom um so (laughs) oliver you gotta you gotta just Stop having children with people. You you must you must stop. You simply cannot do this. Especially since like it, his longest running love interest, Dinah, is not the mother of any of these children. Which would be like <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's just very confusing to a person who does not know a lot about Green Arrow. It's like, "Oh yeah, this is Green Arrow's kid." Oh, with with Dinah? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, 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 okay. All, all right. Um, yeah. Let's, I, I gotta look into this a little bit. Starts flipping through some pages. I really, I gotta figure this one out. Um, so, that all, I mean, that's confusing generally, but also, um, Shadow is Japanese, um, so if you were assuming that was Connor's mom, he would still be mixed race, but like a different combination of mixed race than he canonically is. Uh, so that's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother sort of wrench thrown in this. Um, but as is initially established and as I believe is still canon, um, he uh grows up with Sandra. Uh Sandra knows that um you know his Connor's father is Green Arrow um and tells him this and Connor thinks that's very cool and wants to be like his dad who is not part of his life. Um I th- I think initially it's like it's shown that like they broke up, like, before Ollie knew she was pregnant. Um, and then there's later versions that have, like, Ollie's there when Connor is born and then dips, which is, like... 
<laughs> Buddy. Not not great for his characterization. Especially since not... like Sir, you are a billionaire, right? You Take have some child so much support. money. Um, like I mean, like and I get it as a, you know, oh, like he was younger and it was a mistake and he's like, you know, now he's grown and changed. Um, you, you still should, you should, maybe he did. Maybe, maybe he should have, like, looked and been like, hey, Sandra, um, so I owe you a lot in child support. <laughs> yeah. So. Where should I send the check? <laughs> I mean, maybe he was sending them checks. Who's to say? Um... As I did not see anything that said he did, but maybe we can choose <laughs> to imagine he did because Oliver. Um, yeah, this this all, I mean, Oliver is established um, as not a perfect dad, for sure. Um, we Mostly we see this with Roy, who is his you know, adoptive son, not his biological son, who has a uh, <laughs> very rocky <laughs> history in terms of their kind of parent-child relationship. Um, some of which is, you know, has to do with Roy's personal difficulties, but most of which has to do with Ollie. Um, Roy Harper flipping Ollie then... off with however many hands he has at that moment. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh... Teaches his daughter to flip Ollie off, too. Yeah, with her tiny, her tiny little hands. <laughs> Great job, Leon. And Ollie's like, okay, I do deserve that, and it is cute, but please stop. Um, he, uh... Yeah, so, Connor and Ollie have a an extremely different relationship uh, from Ollie and Roy, but it, it does definitely uh, include a lot of ups and downs. Um, but young Connor has no idea that Ollie is a problematic fave. Um, he thinks it's extremely cool that his dad is a superhero. He, you know, clips um, like newspaper articles and stuff about him um he wants to you know train and be like him he has like some you know struggles in school that you know probably he could have used a father figure to talk about <laughs> you know maybe um and uh eventually uh sandra uh agrees to let him go study at this monastery because it's, you know, a place where, like, Ollie had been before and, like, trained in. Um, and she's like, well, it will probably be good for him to learn some, you know, meditation and stuff, but also martial arts. <laughs> um, and, uh, he goes to the monastery, um, and spends most of his teenage years there learning, you know, all kinds of, of martial arts, self-defense, 
uh, archery, um, as well as kind of, you know, monastic traditions of, like, meditation and, and self-discipline uh, and open-mindedness and, and that kind of thing. I think this is where I think a lot of the initial ace stuff comes from, um, is that in a lot of his, especially, like, early appearances, um, Connor is kind of not really interested in any, you know, like, sex stuff or people, like, flirting with him or anything like that. And <laughs> and I think maybe people looked at him like mood. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it was I'm good, presumably written to be like, oh, he was like raised in a monastery, and like that's why he, you know, this this stuff like wasn't really part of his life. But also, ace people looked at him and were like, what if he was ace? <laughs> ace people were like, wow, what if I were raised in a monastery? <laughs> That I was raised in a monastery inside my brain. <laughs> okay, but did it teach you archery and martial arts and meditative techniques? <laughs> no. Damn. If only. Um, so, at the time when uh, Ollie comes to this monastery, uh, Connor is, like, 18 or 19, I think. Um... And Ollie's like, wow, I'm getting not... old. <laughs> I'm getting old. Um, Ollie, when he meets Connor, does not realize that Connor is his son. And Connor does not tell him. Um, Ollie's just like, wow, this, this kid is really good. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he's... Connor's like, thanks, I take after my dad. <laughs> um... So the two of them uh bond while Ollie is um staying at the monastery. He uh helps, you know, he helps Connor train, he kind of uh talks to him about like what's been going on and why he came here and you know what his <laughs> life has been like as Green Arrow. Um, Do you think he was going to be like, hey, so I'm your son, and Ollie's like, oh my god, everything's so rough right now, and Connor's like, ooh, not the time. <laughs> yeah, Ollie's like, oh, my girlfriend broke up with me, I had to kill my best friend. <laughs> Connor's like, okay, so I, you don't, probably not, uh, you're probably not in the headspace to receive news that might harm you, he would say. <laughs> so you're not down for any like surprising revelations um i'm assuming no no why oh just just wondering just, just curious in case yeah i see any i'll just yeah. i'll just i'll just uh, keep it to myself tell them, mm -hmm. yeah to leave you alone um what do you think you would do if you like found out that you had a son somewhere if if i found out that i had a son <laughs> I would be pretty confused. <laughs> I, I was talking about as Connor to Ollie, but yeah, what would you do, <laughs> Olivia? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> boy, oh boy. I would be that confused was, for, throw me for many reasons. <laughs> many reasons. A lot of reasons. <laughs> it's um, like, so is this like a Connor Kent situation or... <laughs> <laughs> My son, who was cloned from my DNA and my worst enemy's DNA. Um, God. So, while uh, Ollie is at the monastery, um, an assassin shows up uh, and tries to kill Ollie, and Connor helps him stop it. And Ollie's like, well, okay, I guess I need to go back to being Green Arrow so I can try and figure out who's trying to kill me. Um, and Connor asks if he can come with him. Um, and Ollie eventually agrees. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, all of his previous sidekicks have worked out so well. <laughs> um, and the two of them, uh, Ollie also enlists the help of a, a man named Eddie Fires, uh, who is sort of a... Arsonist? He's... <laughs> I wish. Um, he's like a CIA agent, um, like maybe turned sort of mercenary, uh, who started out sort of like antagonizing Ollie and then they ended up becoming like lovers, somewhat begrudging allies. Damn. Um, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but, uh, he, uh, d- like, gets developed further kind of in this, like, series where, where Connor is introduced. Um, so it's the three of them, uh, working together, um, for a little while. Uh, Ollie, uh, finds out that Connor is his son. Not from Connor, who is kind of, like struggling with the best way to tell him this um <laughs> but from <laughs> Hal Jordan oh no still sort of evil who shows up and goes I'm alive that's your son <laughs> peace <laughs> um Oliver's like okay this is a lot to unpack yeah really a lot a lot to take in um and, uh, Ollie freaks out a little bit, um... Understandably. In, it's a lot to take it's, in. It's a lot to take in. I think he's kind of upset at Connor for not telling him. Okay, which, but when would have been a good time, Ollie? <laughs> what what possible moment would have been a good time to find out about this? Um, like, do you want to, like, walk into a monastery, meet this kid, and him just be all like, hey, I'm your son, by the way. I'm your son. Strap in. So, uh, <laughs> Ollie, uh, in true Oliver Queen fashion, goes, this is too much responsibility. I gotta find a way to get out of this. <laughs> uh, and runs off, um, and then ends up having another baby. <laughs> Having another baby. Um, no, that's later. He, oh my god. As he sacrifices himself to save Metropolis from a bomb. I guess. And. Wait. Yeah. Hold on. Why does. Uh huh. 
Why does Ollie have to save Metropolis from a bomb? I'm pretty sure Superman is more well-equipped to handle that. I, yeah, I don't know what the exact circumstances here were, because it seemed like this should not have been, like, Ollie's responsibility. Ollie's but... just like, no, no, I've got this. And Clark's like, are you sure? I can just, like, fly it into the sun. And Ollie's like, no. And then Clark's sitting yeah. there like, uh, okay, I trust Clark's you. Clark's like, are you sure there's not some sort of responsibility you're running away from because this seems like kind of an extreme reaction. <laughs> Ollie, actually, I need you to fill out this questionnaire really fast. Um, yeah. <laughs> Anytime, I had to I, I had to do this with Bruce. Anytime one of my friends does something <laughs> extremely self-sacrificing, I make them fill out a mental health questionnaire real quick. It's like, no, no, hold on, let me... <laughs> and it's all like really obscure questions where you're like what how do you even get out of get like my a clear picture out of this but Clark like takes one looks at look at it and he's like nope see here on a uh, question number 34 you said that uh you would sacrifice yourself if you ran away for uh running away from your problems so I'm just gonna take care of this one See you in yep. literally 30 seconds after I huck this thing into space. <laughs> Which I could have done before. You... Or he just hands them the questionnaire and then goes and does it and comes back and they're still filling out the questionnaire. <laughs> oh yeah, Ollie looks good. Um, I did just take care of that bomb, though. Yeah, it seems like really the best option for everybody, so. Thank you for filling out the questionnaire. I will be sending it to your therapist. <laughs> Um, uh, so, Ollie, uh, Ollie's dead for at least a little while, um, and Connor, uh, takes over as Green Arrow, um, which I, I believe was always the purpose of introducing him, is they wanted a new Green Arrow, um, and it's... I think also maybe part of the reason why he's kind of, uh, he's, like, struggled to find, like, a place in comics a little bit, because it's, like, he just, like, shows up, and then he's almost immediately New Green Arrow, um, so he's, like, of the same generation as, like, Tim and Bart and, like, that kind of group of sidekicks. But he was never really a sidekick. And then by the time Ollie comes back and he's not Green Arrow anymore, there's like another uh, Mia Dearden um, is the new Speedy. Um, and she kind of like, she's also, I don't think like really a core part of that kind of like Teen Titans generation, but she's like more associated with them. So like, Connor doesn't necessarily have like that much of a place to go when he's not Green Arrow. Um, That's really sad. It, it it is sad. I'm sorry, Connor. Do you think Wally um, looks at him? Wally looks at him like I really should just talk to this kid. I really listen. I he needs some help. Um, um, also, maybe part of it is that that team does already have somebody named Connor, so it would get confusing. But they could figure <laughs> it out. He spells it differently. Yeah. And, you know, it, they could just be like, okay, so you're Connor, and I guess we'll just call you Con since you have two names. Yeah, we'll just call you Con. We already do. It's fine. Yeah. 
Um, but so as uh, Green Arrow, uh, Connor like continues to work with Eddie Fires, who does end up like taking on like more of kind of like a mentor father figure role with him. Um, he also, uh, you know, his, his mom shows up a few times. She, I think like has since gotten, uh, married to, uh, an arms dealer named Milo Armitage, who turned out to be evil because he's an arms dealer and his name is Milo Armitage. Um, and, uh... Connor has to, like, stop him and then help his mom. Um, his, like, the, uh, man who kind of, like, trained him at the monastery, uh, Master, uh, Jansen, um, shows up a few times. He, uh, encounters, obviously, Dinah, who gives him one of, like, Ollie's old bows that she has. Um, he, uh... Does, despite not really being, like, associating with the Teen Titans very much, he does, actually, he, um, joins the JLA, uh, at some point, and then (laughs) Batman, like, sends him to go be, like, a double agent for, uh, in, like, Lex Luthor's Evil Justice League, Um, and then Connor comes back and he's like, okay, I'm going to take a break from the Justice League. Um, (laughs) This is a little much for me, thanks. (laughs) This is kind of a lot. This, I'm like, I'm, I haven't been a superhero for very long. Uh, and I'm like 19 and you just gave me like a pretty big mission. So I'm, I'm just gonna, just gonna take a quick break. Um, and he also, um, he is friends with and teams up with Tim Drake, um, my beloved, uh, (laughs) a few times. Uh, he, like, he gets into, like, basically, like, Lady Shiva challenges him to, like, a martial arts, uh, duel to the death. Um, and she, Connor, like, does, like, a good job fighting her. He is, you know, an extremely, like, capable and well-trained martial artist. Uh, but she does eventually, uh, knock him unconscious. Um, and before she can kill him, Tim intervenes and, uh, points out that he, like, spared, uh, Lady Shiva's life one time, uh, and now he wants to cash that (laughs) life debt in and uh tell her not to kill connor and she was like okay fine but i when you get older tim i am gonna find you and i am gonna fight you and i'm probably gonna win so (laughs) bye and tim's like okay well everybody all the time wants to fight me and kill me because i am robin and i'm the unluckiest robin so aw baby My sweet boy, I did, immediately before we started recording, um, sorry, this slight tangent, I'm just thinking about Tim, um, immediately before we started recording, I read the preview for, uh, the new issue of Dark Knights of Steel, um, which has, like, Tim basically, like, working as, like, a spy 
for like a neighboring within like a neighboring kingdom and then he gets like found out in like the first couple pages of this issue and i'm like now tim's gonna be in peril can can he just can tim just have one nice day in any universe just one nice regular day where stuff like this doesn't happen to him hey i'm sorry are you talking about Dark Knights of Steel number six, the uh, preview that I was just looking at t- on Twitter and zoning out while you were apparently talking about it? Yeah, well, yeah, the, the very same. <laughs> I like zoned back in and I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm, that was me absorbing your brainwaves as you were reading it and projecting them into the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay that's wild i i need to get Holy off twitter shit. why am i looking at twitter <laughs> <laughs> it's podcast time hi um, my brain doesn't work <laughs> welcome to the podcast um he um he also uh makes friends with kyle rayner um good for him which Good for him. I think I think it's very sweet. I like obviously am like a huge fan of these sort of like like intergenerational like friendship parallels between different like groups of heroes. Um which is a thing you get in DC that you don't really get in Marvel where there's not really like a kind of generational sidekick tradition. Um, oh, Bucky Barnes ruined that by dying. Yeah, Bucky Barnes in universe ruined it by dying. Out of universe, Stanley hated teen sidekicks. In universe, Bucky Barnes died and it fucked everything up. Could you imagine um, if like Dick Grayson died super early on and DC was like, oh well, I guess we shouldn't do teen sidekicks. I guess it, that was a mistake. It'd be a tragedy. God, truly my life would be so different, I cannot possibly imagine it. Um, we for sure would not be sitting here recording at this very moment. No. We might not even be friends. Oh, no. <laughs> what a terrible world. <laughs> the darkest timeline, truly. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, Connor, Um. I mean... Sorry, Ollie eventually comes back to life. It's comics. Um, as mentioned, uh, Mia Dearden becomes uh, the new Speedy, and um, Ollie kind of works to rebuild his relationship with Connor uh, from where they left off. He, uh, Dinah is also, you know, in the picture for uh, parts of this, um, Connor ends up, uh, he helps protect uh, Dinah's adoptive daughter, Sin. Um, he, uh, at one, <laughs> at some point, Ollie seemingly dies again. Um, and then it turns out he just got kidnapped, but uh, Connor does uh, take over as Green Arrow temporarily. Um, and then when Ollie comes back, 
um, Connor gets severely injured uh, and is put in a coma um, by uh, some, like, League of Assassins members trying to kill him with, like, a poison arrow. Um, he, uh, if, <laughs> while he's in a coma, he gets, like, kidnapped by Dr. Savannah, who is initially, like, a Captain Marvel Shazam villain, but he, like, kidnaps Comatose Connor and, like, does, like, experiments on him. Uh, and then they rescue Connor and he wakes up, but he doesn't, um, he loses his memories for a little bit. And also he now has superpowers, um, because he got like, um, his like DNA got spliced with, of all things, Plastic Man in the weirdest connection to last one of the most tangential connections between episodes we have ever made is that we did Plastic Man, and one time his DNA somehow got spliced with Connor Hawks, and now Connor has, uh, like, invulnerability and a healing factor. Good, good for him? Uh, yeah. It's, it's something. Um, this is, I think, like, late 2000s. So it's just, uh, shortly before, uh, Blackest Night, um, and then Flashpoint is immediately after that. Um, during, uh, Blackest Night, Connor, like, has a, a kind of a fight with Ollie, uh, but that doesn't really matter because in the New 52, um, Connor basically doesn't show up. Um, I think Mia is there as kind of the, like, the, like, Green Arrow sidekick of that generation. And there's, like, an Earth 2 version of Connor, who's, I think, just basically Roy, but named Connor. Um, but Connor's not really there in the New 52. And he's not even there at the beginning of Rebirth. And I think, like, the, uh... He was reintroduced just last year in the Robin series as, like, um, a, uh, participant in this, like, uh, League of Assassins, like, fighting tournament that Damien enters, um, where I think he's still depicted as, like, he's still depicted as Ollie's son, but I think, like, estranged from him, um, but... That's, like, the, ten years of, like, comics history that Connor has simply not been around at all. Um, which I didn't realize. Like, I was, um, I'm, a, I'm like, a little behind on the Robin series, but I saw he was going to be in it. And I just kind of assumed he had, like, shown up in Green Arrow stuff. And I just didn't see it because I wasn't really keeping up with Green Arrow stuff. But it seems like he did not, and he was just gone for a very long time. So, I'm glad he's back. Um, he's back, and, uh, one of the, the- the second thing he's going to do after fighting Damian Wayne is be asexual, so good for him. <laughs> I love that for him. 
I do. I I really, um, I I really love that for him. I um, find a child be ace. <laughs> yes. Um, I I do like Connor. I like um having in you know the <laughs> Arrow family, which is uh sort of tumultuous at best. I do like the idea of Connor as like this somewhat kind of stabilizing influence um who's like he spent all this time in the monastery he has like kind of this like slightly more like zen like attitude between you know ollie and roy um dinah who i love but you know can be a little uh volatile um even mia um, has a, a very kind of chaotic past. Um, so I really like that idea. And also, uh, almost no matter what, I would be psyched, uh, that any comic book character was coming out as Ace. Uh, and also I hope maybe, um, while he's canon Ace, they will use this opportunity to, uh, reignite his friendship with Tim. Uh, and they can talk about queer stuff. Uh, and also <laughs> Damien trying to kill them. Uh, I feel like who, at a certain point, Damien trying to kill you is like a rite of passage. Yeah, exactly. So many, so many people in the DC universe have had this, <laughs> this feral child try and kill them. Um, Yes, so, uh, very excited about Canon Ace Connor, very excited about, uh, reestablishing definitely for sure not white Connor, um, just, uh, and, you know, excited, uh, excited for him to be back, just excited all around. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Sorry, I was trying to keep Loki from stepping on my laptop. Terrible child. Oh, <laughs> I understand. Um, there is not, not really. Um, I've still been in, you know, full our flag means death brain rot, still clipping, mm -hmm, still mm -hmm. clipping those episodes for AMVs. Um, and related news, apparently EK Weaver's getting into our flag means death. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, oh yeah, shot, uh, shot and chaser launched. Oh, yes. this week, right? Yeah, I officially I, I forgot that it launched because I have been reading it on Patreon for a while. <laughs> it's very good so far. Please go read it at the shot Hell and chaser yes. website. Um, yeah, uh, for. Uh, anyone who doesn't know, uh, E.K. Weaver is a comics creator, um, who, uh, produced a webcomic, um, T.J. Animal, what's it, the, the... The Epic Adventures of T.J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. T.J. Animal. A, uh, it's fine. <laughs> if you, if, if you, you Google T.J. Animal, TJ you Animal, will find it. And if... If not, then TJ Animal EK Weaver, like you'll get it. Yeah, it's vibe. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Uh, it's a uh, gay road trip webcomic that uh, changed me as a person <laughs> in high school. Um, and uh, Shot and Chaser is their new uh, their new webcomic project, which I have not been following on Patreon, so I've just seen it uh, when it's officially launched this past week, and um, it is extremely fun. It <laughs> gay storm chasers. What what is what is there not to like? Yeah, exactly. Truly the ideal. Um, uh, speaking of uh, indie comics creators that I've been a fan of for a while, I uh, got my copy of Real Hero Shit. I um, also did. Hell yes. Um, I haven't I, read it, but it's sitting right over there. <laughs> okay. I did actually read the whole thing. Um it's it's pretty short, uh, and it's a fast read. I will say, like, it's it doesn't like it doesn't feel too short, but I definitely would have read more of it. And if they make any more in the future, I would definitely read it. But it's uh very very fun. They're like their character designs are like super charming and like full of personality. Uh, and a very, uh, very enjoyable story. Um, there's that. There's, um, DC announced, uh, that one of the pitches from last year's, uh, one of, like, the runner-ups from last year's, like, round-robin pitch tournament thing is, uh, going to, uh, get to, it, I, it wasn't clear if it was, like, a miniseries or, like, a, like, a standalone thing, but the, uh, the Jaime Reyes pitch, uh, Blue Beetle Graduation Day, um, is going to get to become its own thing, uh, which, I mean, <laughs> uh, truly, we are Jaime Reyes stands first and people second in this podcast. So absolutely stoked about that. Starfire is going to be in it. Um, what's not to love? Um, I also, um, I, ooh, I picked up some other comics this week. Um, the speaking of round Robin, the conclusion of Robins came out. Um, which I did, I did like, I, I do think still some of the plot elements were like a little bit convoluted, but like ultimately the emotional stuff worked. Um, and that's what I'm here for. Cause I love, I love the kids. Um, I got the, uh, second issue of this, uh, Dick and Wally team up in Nightwing which obviously I will never have enough of. I love them. They love each other. Um, and the second issue of the new World's Finest, which continues to have uh, super delightful art, um, super charming Robin content, super good Bruce and Clark stuff, just uh, everything. Everything I always love to see. There's like a really cute brief scene with like uh dick and kara 
that uh, I like, but I just love those two in general. Um, so yeah, some good, good comics, good stuff. Um, I think, I think that's everything. Um, if you, uh, want to keep up with us, keep up with, uh, episodes, you can find us on internet, uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, at Capes and Japes. Um, Twitter is where we are the most active, though, I guess. <laughs> we'll, Who knows we'll if that's going to change. Elon Musk runs it into the ground. We'll see if Elon Musk... If Elon Musk bans me from calling superheroes gay on Twitter, I will face God and walk backwards into hell. <laughs> um, uh, but yes, you can find us uh, at all of those. Uh, you can send us an email address to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, you can join our Discord server, and you should join our Discord server. Um, it is a delightful place to talk about comics and also, uh... Post-Ska no children, apparently. Also, yeah, I just opened the Discord server to see what was going on, and it was Ska no children. Uh, yeah, we, so... we have to end this episode right now immediately so I can go listen to Ska no children. Oh, yeah, okay, 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 yeah. Join our <laughs> Discord server, uh, support us on Patreon if you, uh, are able and willing to do that. Um, it would be greatly appreciated. Uh, also greatly appreciated would be if you wanted to leave a rating and a review. Um, if you wanted to tell a friend about the show, if you maybe have a friend who saw the news about Connor and was like, that's exciting, but I don't know who this guy is. There's that option. Um... And if you, uh, if you wanted to come back and join us, as you have done once again today. So thank you for being with us for this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, you are coming down with me, hand in unlovable hand. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go listen to Ska No Children. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Yes, as always, Ska No Children. Uh, goodbye. Uh,